Welcome to the E-Drumming Radio Podcast, where we feed our addiction for E-Drumming and virtual drum technology. Virtual Addiction. And now your host, Brian Edward Baker. Hello, welcome to the E-Drumming Radio Podcast. My name is Brian Baker, and I'd like to start this uh, podcast out with episode one. Uh, just by telling you uh, a story. So, a little bit about myself. I'm a, I'm a drummer. I've been playing since I was 12 years old. I've played in bars. Uh, I've been playing in bands, like bands in high school. I played, uh, you know, several rock bands. Um, been out there trying to make it in the world of drumming for a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I love music. I absolutely love music. It's always been my passion. Drumming's been uh, my passion. And... Um, you know, I've had some uh, minimal success, but like many drummers, you know, I'm not famous. You know, um, never got the big record deal. Uh, didn't get out there and, and get signed right away. You know, but um, you know, I've been out there, you know, playing for years in, in the clubs and the bars. Uh, you know, cover bands, original bands. I was on a record label at one point with a band called Dad's Rehab, and. Uh, you know, I've got a day job. I've got five kids, um, and it's it's a pretty good spread. <laughs> I was married a couple times, and uh, you know, my, my my older boys are are 24 and 19, and now I've got uh, three little ones in the house. You know, and they're ages uh, seven and uh, four and two. So uh, you know, I've been I've been working a long time. Um, still got the day job at the moment, you know, but. Um, you know, I'm 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 working hard to, you know, and have been working hard for a long, long, long time to, to make a living playing drums, and I've kind of worn many hats throughout the years. You know, I've I've been a uh, just a regular performing gigging drummer. I've taught drums privately. I've taught drums in a college. Uh, I have, you know, done the session drumming thing, and that's kind of my desire at this point in my life. You know, here I am. You know, I'm I'm 44 years old at this point, and I'm I'm still chasing the dream, and still and still having a lot of fun doing it. And so, you know, my big my big desire has always been, uh, you know, to make a living playing drums. And, you know, uh, I want to record drums. I want to do session work. I want to I want to teach more, and you know, and play drums. And and that's kind of always been my goal, you know. Um, and uh, mostly, you know, I just want to be happy doing what I do, you know. Uh, I, I want to provide for my, my wife and kids, you know. I, I, you know, that's kind of like my, uh, my main desire is, is not only do I want, to, I want to perform and be a drummer for all the same reasons most drummers want to play. You know, I, I want to be able to, to, you know, be a good husband and, and a good dad and, and uh, still provide for my wife and kids while I pursue this dream, you know. And, and I call it a drive, call it a passion. You know, whatever it is you want, I, I thoroughly believe in the concept of, of uh, you know, following your bliss. And so, so my goal is to, is to is to provide for my family while I, I pursue this. And I've I've never I've never given up ever. And so, it's just been, you know, uh, just a huge huge endeavor. And and like most of the drummers out there, like you guys. Uh, it's like there's there's those drummers that are really famous that do it purely full time, and then there's drummers. And there's nothing wrong with it having a day job, playing part time, and and that's okay, you know. But 
my big challenge has always been just just providing for my wife and kids while I do this. And so I'm also an IT guy. I work uh, in the daytime in cloud services right now, and I've I've had some pretty cool uh, experiences along the way. Um, and so, you know, those those are kind of my. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the, the setup of kind of what's going on with me, you know. So, you know, I still have this desire to, to make a living playing drums and, and to get out of the whole rat race, but to get into that position where I'm happy, you know. So, like I said, you know, I want to play drums. I'm going to teach drums. I, I love doing session work. And that's kind of what I'm after while also trying to be, uh, you know, a good dad and a good husband and follow those roles, you know, those traditional roles, if you will, of, of raising a family. So that's kind of, you know, where I'm at. And uh, I'd like to get into some of the, you know, you know, some of my journey for the last seven years. So uh, basically, um, I, uh, I was in a band called Dad's Rehab. Uh, and many, 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 many bands before that, you know, like there was a band called Social Breakdown in high school. And, uh, you know, lifelong friendships were earned, you know. And uh, but anyway, I, I really desired to get out and and be a full-time drummer. And uh, along the way, you know, or at least at least even even when I'm working the day job, it was still like having a second full-time job, right? Uh, the rehearsals and the practice and all those things that we did, you know, through all those years. And uh, so I had a band called Dad's Rehab, and we had an album we put out in 2012. And I I thought I'd finally made it, you know. I had this independent label band you know, label going. Um, and this album I actually recorded for, with this band, get this, it was six years, six years of recording on the weekends, every two weeks, and working on this album, and, you know, we pushed and pushed and pushed, and uh, got to the point where I had, you know, um, independent label uh, that we had created, we had uh, put our own music out, do it yourself, you know, because, I mean, we all know that the record companies kind of fell, <laughs> and the internet changed the world, and um, so I had this band, like, you know, we were recording and, and producing our own stuff for like six years. Finally got the album out, got it released. We're getting ready to go on tour. We had a, a manager and a booking agent working on everything. And then I had two guys in the band that, for, you know, whatever reason, uh, didn't want to tour. And that band failed. And it was another one of those crushing blows, you know. And I'm not going to go into all the huge details about everything, but I had a couple other moments in my past where. I basically almost got there and didn't make it, you know. So uh, it was like a major blow for, to not go on tour. And then, like, with no tour support, the album sales didn't happen, band fell apart. Friendships uh, did survive, uh, most of them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure you guys have all been there, you know, out there in the world. So uh, in 2013, my wife and me and my, and my then uh, three-month-old daughter moved to Colorado and uh, figured it was a fresh start. And what I ran into was a, a certain part of Colorado I live in is near the Rocky Mountain National Park. And um, the desire, the thought was at that time, well, hey, the album didn't make it, but I'm going to go out and call to Colorado and try out a new area, meet some new musicians, uh, you know, and get going. And my ignorance of the, of the time, I guess, and naivety of, of just not understanding that 
certain places are extremely expensive to live. And I just assumed, you know, I could get whatever IT job I needed and provide for the family just like usual and get a, you know, a decent sized house. And I'd set up my studio again and maybe start teaching inside the studio or maybe start teaching at a, at a school, uh, you know, or whatever, and maybe do some session work on the side. And I've got, you know, um, you know, the idea is to have an acoustic kit, you know, with mics. And, you know, I'd been to uh, a little more backstory. I'd been to a recording school back in, God, I'm going to sound like a dinosaur here, but I was in recording school in 20, no, no, yeah, 2000. <laughs> it was 2000. So I get to Colorado and uh, and we run into this, this huge this huge um, barrier, and that is we can only afford apartments. And, I, you know, I'm looking everywhere, and I'm trying to figure out where's a house, where's a house I can afford, where's a house I can afford. And, you know, um, you got a job and all that jazz, but, but where I live, uh, like I said, apartments were all we could find. And I move into this apartment, and I'm thinking, crap. <laughs> crap. I can't play acoustic drums here. You know, I can't record, I can't teach, I can't, I can't rehearse for a gig, I can't get ready for an audition. I, it's a huge, huge, like, wall. It just stopped me. It stopped me dead in my tracks. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever felt defeated before, but that was like the, the nail in the coffin almost for me, um, where it's like, damn, you know, I spent all this time with this band trying to get an album out, and, and, and I have no ill feelings against the guys whatsoever. Uh, things just didn't work out the way we wanted it to. And I get to Colorado, and I'm, I've got all these, these hopes and dreams, and then the reality of of where I was and how much I made completely stopped me, you know. And uh, so then the discovery, or rediscovery, if you will, of e-drums hit me. You know, like, how can I be quiet? In, in an apartment and play drums. It's a huge challenge, right? And it's not just apartments where people run into this. You know, it's also uh, their house. Sometimes your neighbors are too close. People complain, you know. It's the same old thing. And uh, and I had once before attempted to make an acoustic conversion kit into an electric kit with D-drum triggers and a rolling module. And at the time, had briefly touched on this, this novel concept of uh, uh, virtual instruments, right, if you will. So... Excuse me. So, uh, the idea that hit me was, well, damn, you know, there was this thing called BFD one time, and you could hook up an electric kit to a virtual instrument and record. And, you know, I I dabbled in this before. And at the time, you know, before I was an IT tech, I didn't understand memory and RAM and, and space and hard drive space and all that. But uh, so I had issues with latency, and there was all these problems. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of a an old school organic drummer. I, I did never really want to get into electric kit uh, all the time. I'd had a Roland TD7 way back in the day. Uh, and I dabbled with electric kits. I had, um, you know, but I love true drums. I love the way real drums sound when they're mic'd, you know. And I had also played with this other thing called Stephen Slate Drums Trigger, where you could actually put little samples on your acoustic drums you had mic'd up in my previous studio setup. So I knew that there was some technology that could make these better, and I started to research, um, you know, current trends in drums. And so I get online one day, and, you know, I'm all bummed out and depressed because I cannot get my 
you know, I can't record real drums. I'm just dead, dead in the water, you know. And uh, so anyway, I get online and I'm looking and I and I just I pull up Steven Slade drums again, and I'm looking at this website and I see this guy playing a rolling kit while triggering Steven Slate drums, and those things are amazing. Like the drums, most most of the time it seems like that producers use virtual instruments or guys that make beats or guitarists that don't have a drummer tend to use things like, uh, you know, Superior 3.0 or Easy Drummer or all these virtual instruments and, and the, the audio quality is so far superior to uh, to e-drum sounds. And I mean, there's nothing against Roland and their great, wonderful drums. Uh, and you know, D Drum used to have a company that had had some pretty cool stuff, a pretty cool module. Um, but what I heard that day, it just completely blew my mind. Um, these these drums now. So I'm going to use the two kits that I think are, are two brands that I think have the greatest drums are Superior 3.0 and uh, Steven Slate drums. And I think now 5.5 is out. So anyway, um, I'm hearing these drums and they are amazing. They are amazing, 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 and they're controlled by your electric kit. So I have this huge epiphany, like, oh, my God, dude, I could totally do that. And then I could, then it would solve my problem, you know. I could practice. I could record covers. I could throw them on YouTube if I want. I could, you know, record drums for people again. Uh, I could teach quietly on video or something if I if I so choose to do that. And, um, my God, uh you know, I had heard I'd heard that Slipknot had used, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard that they could they'd used uh, Steven Slade drums in All Hope Is Gone. You know, so it kind of rekindled all my my interest in in how the heck did these electric drums, you know, run these 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 virtual instrument units within recording software, and it just it blew my mind. As soon as I found uh, Steven Slate drums and had this epiphany and Superior 3.0, some of their videos were great. I'm seeing guys in the studio using these kits, and it, they're not using the analog from the electric kits. They're using these virtual instruments, and they sound fantastic. And I'm like, even with all my recording experience, you know, I could I could just you, it's it's like walking into a warehouse full of drums, right? Full of drums. Pick your kit. Pick your snare. Pick your toms. Grab these cymbals. You know, whatever it is you want, and then track, right? And you have room mics and all this jazz. And it's like, man, this sounds better than anything I could do in my studio, even with my own recording and mixing experience. You know, because I'm not gonna have, you know, the. I'm not gonna have. You know, uh, super expensive mics. I mean, I've got you know pretty pretty. Uh, I wouldn't say modest equipment, but I've got some pretty damn decent equipment. It's just never going to be, you know, like like tracking it, you know, uh, in New York or L.A. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But the 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 amazing thought here is is that I could do it and I could do it in stealth mode. You know, I could have I could I could have better drums recorded or for whatever, just practice, getting ready for gigs, whatever. And I could do it in stealth mode, man. I lived in a townhouse apartment on a bottom floor, so it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, you know, so so that's where, where my, you know, my, my research kind of took me. And so I, I devised a plan, right? Uh, and I thought right then, you know, like, oh my gosh, if I can, if I can design a virtual drum studio is what I call it, right? It's an e-kit powered by virtual drums, you know? Uh, using the computer, using an e-kit, if I could design it, and if I can build it, 
holy crap, not only can I solve all those problems I had before, I can monetize this thing. I can, you know, I can, I can start doing session work again. And uh, it was an amazing, uh, you know, realization. And, and now I got a plan, you know, so I'm ready to take off, you know. So the the next thing that happened was I start, I, you know, I start running into problems. Like, well, hell, what do I need to do this right? You know, because before I was an IT guy, I didn't have any idea what kind of computer I needed. But but that was the thought, you know, like, uh, you know, I had a series of questions, you know, and, and I ran into these roadblocks, you know, like, like, how do I put all this together? How do I wire it together? Uh, what about, uh, you know, an e-kit? You know, what e-kits would be best? What virtual drums? Should I go with Stephen Slate? Should I go with uh, Superior 3.0, etc.? You know, could I do an acoustic conversion kit? <laughs> right? Uh, there was all this, this barrier to entry and figuring out, like, what do I need? You know, how am I going to design all this? if I don't know what I need and there was like no good resource no good resources online that I could really find that really tied all the things together because like even though I know I need a computer and I know I need an e-kit and I know I need Stevens Lake drums what about the rest how does this all hook together what about audio gear you know so uh, my, my limited knowledge I'm going to say that like like I had pretty good knowledge from recording school but but it had been years before 13 years you know and so uh, I had all these questions, you know, what recording software is the best now? Because, I mean, I used Pro Tools in school and Cakewalk, you know, uh, which is these just they're, they're just recording software um, um, back in school. But like, you know, what about, you know, what's new? What's the current thing? So I discovered, you know, what I needed, you know, and um, it took a while to get everything kind of together. Um, and, and the second, you know, thought that came to mind back to the end of the second uh, hurdle, if you will, is the cost, you know, like I was like, oh my God, you know, rolling flagship kits are stupid expensive. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, recording gear again and a computer and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, am I going to let this stop me? Right. And I, I decided immediately, like, well, hell no, I'm not going to let it stop me, you know. So I, I, I did a major move here. I did a major sacrifice. I, I sold my acoustic kit. I had a, a sonar kit. I had Zildjian A custom symbols, and I acquired a Roland TD-15K, right? So I, so I get off a Roland electric kit, and um, I've got Steven Slate drums, and I had a, a MacBook Pro laptop. Um, and what was amazing about this whole concept was it was no more expensive than, than a new mid-level kit. And by mid-level, I mean like, you know, maple or birch wood, like really good wood, not some crappy entry kit, entry-level kit, but decent shells, right? And, you know, a custom symbols or Peisty, if you ever played Peisty symbols, I've played those too. Those are really, really expensive. And I found out to my, to my, to my, you know, uh, surprise and, and enjoyment and, and, and pure, uh, almost ecstasy that hell, <laughs> you know, like, like it's about the same price. It's about the same price. So, so, so immediately I realized, you know, Hey, I, you know, I, I can overcome this and I did, this is an investment. That's no different than going out and buying, you know, a decent kit, not the, not, a, not necessarily a pro reference series or something or a DW, but, but a really nice kit for playing live and recording and really decent symbols. And, and it ended up being, you know, perfect and, and, uh, you know, surmountable. Right. So that's, that's, that's the conflict I had to overcome. And it, it was, um, you know, the hurdles that I had to get over and, you know, what I, what I've achieved, you know, where I've gotten with this whole thing is, is I was able to, to design 
and build and monetize a stealth mode drum studio in the apartment. And while I don't live in an apartment now, I'm now in um, a house. I'm, I'm helping my wife take care of her grandparents. Her grandma's got Alzheimer's. So, so we're in this 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 uh, this house, and I have kind of an apartment on the top floor that has an open wall vented for air, so my little kids don't fall over a, like a loft kind of place, you know. Uh, it's got like a I don't know if you guys have ever seen like a, a, a house that's got like a loft that overlooks the you know lower level. It's all it's got like a boarding up now that my, my mother-in-law uh, helped us do and it's safe for my children yet it's noisy I've got seven people in my house and the uh, the the challenge would have been if I had had open mics on an acoustic kit is if somebody kids were playing or TV was up something like that I'd have mic bleed and and could not track here so great benefits right so I've, I was able to design build and monetize. I'm now doing session work uh, with this kit, and uh, it's it's insane. I'm having such a blast now, and uh, you know that's kind of what what's going on, right? So, you know, I've got a I've got like a warehouse full of drums. I've got like over what is I don't even know, 50 kits, maybe 100 in in the Stephen Slate uh, setup that I've got, and for whatever project I'm working on, I can go and I can grab what they need, and it's so cool. Right, so I've been doing uh, some session work. I'm probably going to upload some of that somewhere. Uh, I've been uh, I've been practicing again. I've been able to you know uh, do all that. I'm not performing right now, but uh, I have, and I'm thinking about getting back into it. And I would probably get another acoustic kit for that purpose, but that's really not the purposes of this discussion. Uh, but uh, the the electric kit is just amazing. And uh, the other important thing, though, is that I'm happier as a person. You know, if you're a drummer and you've been out there a while and you love drums like I love drums, man, you know, you, you're going to be happier. That's that's the, the thing if you can play, right? And that's kind of what's happened to me is I'm, I'm happier, I can play, it's great, right? And my family's happier by default, right? And I'm not bugging the neighbors. I'm not bugging the neighbors. It's an amazing experience, right? So I'm able to kind of be in my bliss you know, kind of be in my mode, uh, be in my zone, you know, and uh, so the purpose of this podcast is I want to be able, I want to be able to take you guys through the process that I used uh, to build or to design, build and monetize my drum studio, my, my stealth mode drum studio, if you will. Uh, and it is a, a, a virtual drum studio, which is a marriage between the e-kit and virtual drum technology so your virtual instruments and uh and then my next steps that i'm actually working on right now so you know as i move into teaching everything i know from e-drums uh building the studio to session drumming which i'm doing now to to uh drum lessons online which are some of the projects i'm working on right now and uh that's kind of my story that's kind of where i'm at and you know, I'd like to just document the journey and invite you along on the way and hopefully teach you guys some really cool information that was very hard for me to compile, you know. And, uh, you know, it wasn't out there readily available. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so that's what this podcast is going to be about. So, you know, designing, building, monetizing a stealth mode drum studio in your house. So if you find yourself, you know, in an apartment, now, you're in my situation. If this makes sense for you, I'd love you guys to come along with the journey. If you're in a house and you, and you just can't play because the neighbors complain, you know, uh, I think you're in the right place. And so 
I know it's a, I'm a little nervous. I'm going to say that too. Like, like this is my first podcast ever. I'm, I'm not someone who gets out in public and just talks to people all the time. Uh, and so bear with me while I try to get the, <laughs> my, my feet under me in this podcast world and, uh, come along, come along for the journey, man. I'm glad you're here. Uh, thanks for hanging out. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the eDrum Radio Podcast. Get more fuel for your eDrumming addiction at brianedwardbaker.com slash eDrummingRadio. Until next time, thanks for hanging out.